0: Quick, uh, says he's, he's to go that. uh, yeah, that's what I've been told, and he practiced yesterday fairly hard, so that's a a good sign for him and for us. A lot of talk with the guys about uh, Hendricks today. I remember he mentioned some stuff yesterday, just about trying to stay motivated, making sure you're, you're playing for the guy next to you. Is that a concern for you? Do you feel that they're where they're at, uh, or like, do you like where they're at? Um, it's a tough at this time of the year. You put in a lot of, um, you know, grind time to, uh, to try and take a shot at the playoffs. And obviously we're not in that position. So it becomes a mental battle night in and night out. And, um, you know, the cliche is we're professionals. We should be able to show up and play hard, but it does become taxing mentally. Um, I think there's too many guys in that room that have way too much to play for to decide to take a few nights off. And that starts with free agents. That starts with unrestricted free agents. That starts with players that are coming back and are battling for positional status. we get got up here and he's opened up some eyes. Uh, Davey's a prime example. So to get comfortable and say, hey, I'm just going to come back and go into, the, uh, you know, into my spot here in Edmonton, uh, I think it would be a grave mistake on many of our players, um, including the very upper end guys. Um, I did a study the other day. I went back and looked at Edmonton's roster from last year and the number of players that played in in an Euler jersey at one point. And, um, you know, if, if I'm driving home in the car and I'm saying to myself, well, you know, if it's not in Edmonton, it's going to be somewhere else, I'd go do that homework. Uh, because for a lot of them, it wasn't somewhere else. It was nowhere. And, um, you know, we're in 28, 29, 30, 30 range. Uh, those players aren't quite as desirable as the Stanley Cup champs, even if it's on par. So. I guess I'm a- answering your question in, in a bit of a cruel way. Um, maybe I need to tell the players this too, uh, but I'm sure they listen to your show. So, Long Bussot's going to get another opportunity here. For a guy that's used to, if he has a bad game, he'll get in right away. This time he had a bad game, had a kind of sit for a long. What kind of do you expect? Well. You know, to set that up for for LB and for everybody, Cam's our starter, he's our go-to guy and he will be for a long time the way he's played. So that's a situation that LB's going to have to get used to uh, playing at the the National Hockey League level. And if he has the ability to overcome longer periods after starts and he can recover, then we've really got a good one. If he doesn't, we've got a lot of work to do and we're going to find that out over the next little bit. So he'll play tonight. He'll play uh, a few more games as the year goes on. Uh, but I think Cam has clearly um, established himself as a go-to guy here. And uh, LB's starts at the National Hockey League level, and I've been lucky enough to see all of them. Um, that some have been tremendous. Uh, one hasn't been that good, so where do we go from here? And I know that him and Schwartzy have had real good time <coughs> to work on some things that they thought they needed to fix, and um, we'll see if he can apply it. Matt Hendricks this morning spoke of uh, how he has little kids and he tries to get them to do certain things and sometimes they don't listen. And he somewhat equated that to hear what you and the staff are trying to do and the kids, players, maybe not listening as much. Is that fair? And if that's the case, are you surprised at this point that that might be happening? Um, I I think it's a a pretty good observation by Matty. I'm not saying that's happening here, but just life in general. Like you were... um, I have two kids, and uh, I know they hear, I'm not sure they listen all the time, um, and there's a big difference. They hear what we're talking about, and they're are they listening and applying it all the time, and I, I think that's Maddie's story to you, um, and sometimes it takes having a family and some some little ones. For those, those of you that have kids, I think you get it a little bit more the, than the guys that don't, but... Um, they all hear, do they listen and apply is, is the big question and um, I was frustrated the other night, I think I used the term insanity um, because we are, uh, I don't know if we're trying to prove the, the formula for failure, we've done that enough, let's try something else and pinching and not covering and uh, cheating offensively and giving up outnumbered rushes continuously to, to other teams is the formula for failure. So let's try and change that as a group. Let's go after, uh, um, let's leave insanity behind and try and uh, apply ourselves somewhere else. That's been the message. They hear that. Are they listening is the big question. What definition would you use for your power play as a place? Um Struggling. You know, so we have, uh, the other night, numbers are one thing. Um, Feeling good and attempts are another. Feeling good and attempts don't win you any games, but you usually have to get that before you get the numbers. Um, I liked the attempts and the, the feel-good factor for our power play the other day. But ultimately, to win games, you need numbers. And uh, that has to change. With Nuge back in, we've kind of gone back to two units. We hope they, they can compete against each other. Um, you know. And there's no excuse for, for some of the things that we do on the power play with the talent that we can put on the ice. So they have to get some things done. Uh, there's some other factors that come into play. I look at their, um, you know, tonight's a real good example of two teams and, and uh, how they're built and, and the production they get maybe from the blue lines. Just five-on-five five play. And then uh, power play comes into to effect. They've doubled. Nashville has twice as many points uh, from their defensemen than Edmonton does. They haven't scored twice as many goals as us, so that tells you how much their D are involved in the play, and they're mobile. They shoot the puck. Ours have to improve in that area, whether it's personnel or the ones that we have. They've got 22 goals, I think, from their blue line on uh, on the power play. Makes a huge difference. That alone is a probably a a seven, eight, nine percent swing on a power play. So we've got to get better in that area, and that's not just. Sakara, Clendenning, Osterley, Davidson playing on the top. That's some of those guys that are out in those flank sides. That's Jordan Eberle. I haven't seen Ebb shoot one in the net from a, a flank position. I haven't seen Nuge shoot one in from from there. Now mind, he's only played one game. Uh, Leon up in that area. It's not about the pretty. It's about the goal. And uh, so I want a little rant there about our power play. Does every team don't need a guy who can really shoot hard to the point to so the opposing team and say, "Oh, this might hurt," or? He can score a goal from 50 feet up. I'm not sure if it's the velocity on the shot, or the shot selection, the ability to get it to an area where others get rewarded. But uh, number six can shoot it pretty hard, and Yossi, uh, you know, you take Weber, Yossi, and Forsberg, and I think they're at 11, six, and six as far as power play goals from that upper umbrella. Um, it makes a big difference. Um, my 10 years, I've watched Nick Cronwell, Matt Schneider, and Nick Lidstrom shoot it really well. Uh, then I watched Dan Boyle, Rob Blake, and uh, Brent Burns do it, and we're trying to get there. Uh, what's, your, what's your thinking behind trying to room with the uh, gave one? Uh, well, I, I, I didn't think Connor and, um, and Taylor once again had a lot of chemistry going. They both like to, to, to move the puck. Uh, we obviously haven't scored a lot in the last two games with those types of combinations. Uh, Jordan didn't have a big impact on the game as well either so Jordan and and Ebb's go back together Uh, Taylor and Leon go back together there's some proven chemistry there Uh, put a bigger body, Patty Maroon that will go to the net for Connor and and Jordan and Packer and uh, he's been working hard and he's been creating some physical battles and he's created puck turnovers where some of the other guys that we put in that position haven't done that so we'll give him a reward and see if he can kickstart that line some of your frustrations stem from the fact that you're, you're 70 games in now and the stuff that you've been teaching from the start just isn't taking or at least the consistency isn't there? Um, I, I think that's fair to say but um, everybody has the Chicago Blackhawks have won three Stanley Cups in whatever five, six years. They still have frustration levels with certain parts of their game that they got to keep pushing. They're just further down the road. Um you know, so we want to see growth. We want to see improvement. We have done that in a number of different areas. Our goals against this year have come down tremendously. So there's we're beyond frustration there. There's a lot of great rewards in that, but some of the uh, the game management situation, some of the the decision making that we make on the ice, uh, we do it three or four good games and then we go off on a on a little whatever it is and then, and then come back and we've got to start all over again. We've got to find consistency.